Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. My name is Kevin Rognes, and I am the Discipleship Director here, and I'm very thankful that you're choosing to make some time to either watch this or listen to this. And whether you're watching or listening, I just want to encourage you to subscribe to make sure that you're always getting these episodes when they arrive so that you never miss one. So, um, And as always, if there's ever any topics that you want us to go into, please let me know. Um, my email address is listed in the uh, description part of the episode or the comment section of the episode. Um, and so please feel free to send me an email to um, if you have a story that you want to share or if there's questions that you have. I'm all yours and would love to dig into that. So uh, lately we've been in a series at church um, here at Faith Covenants called Faith at Home. And so we've had three sermons in the series now. And so we have Pastor Brad with us today. He is our lead pastor. He is going to be helping us expand upon some of the ideas that he just shared on Sunday in the third message. So just to briefly recap the first two um, sermons, we kind of talked about how um, how to make a safe home and how you can make sure that people know that you are safe with me. Then the next week, we talked about how you are loved no matter what. And Pastor Sarah shared that message with us and we expanded upon that last week. So now this week, we're looking at Brad's sermon where he talks about how we are all called and capable um, as individuals in the body of Christ. And so to do that, he used... Uh, Ephesians 2.10, which reads this, For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So just to kind of start us off and kind of recap a little bit of where you went with your sermon, what does that verse mean to you in terms of being of saying we are called and capable? Yeah, so <clears throat> the interesting thing about that verse is it says, it's the first line, we are God's masterpiece, says that we're essentially we're not just God's widgets we're not <laughs> you know we're not uh uh tools yeah we're not tools that that God has used um to do his own bidding um it's it's a creative expression actually in the original mm -hmm. language and and then that God has done something through Christ in renewing us and that's part of the masterpiece um and We've been created not just to hang on a museum wall. Right. Um, we've been created uh, to actually do good work, good works, really, which was the work of God in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which goes all the way back to, you know, the call of Adam and Eve was to was to be stewards of God, all that God had created. That was so part of what we do is part of the good work that God has originally given to humanity. Yeah. And so throughout the sermon, you kind of use uh, being an artwork as kind of a metaphor consistently throughout the sermon. So um, just to kind of refresh the audience, um, and then we're going to delve into a little bit further with questions on these points. But the three points you talked about um, in terms of us being called and capable, where you said that we are called and capable because we are God's work of art. You then said we are called and capable because the artist has created us anew in Christ Jesus. And then you kind of wrapped it up saying we are called and capable because God already has planned good works for his family. So mm -hmm. um, anything you want to say about those just kind of as a nutshell before we get into some more deep questions? About no, some let's just sure. dive more deeply. So with um, when you talked about we are called and capable because we are God's work <clears throat> of art, mm -hmm. um, what do you kind of mean by that as a nutshell? Um, yeah, what does so, that mean to you? <clears throat> um, 
Imagine for a second, uh, and, and I hit this a little bit in the message, but imagine that, um, take, take the story of God from the scriptures and, and say, let's say you're an atheist, okay? Well, then, um, then that means that I, any human being, um, is, is not born out of purpose, really, but by, you know, the, we're, we are nothing but the, I like to say, we are nothing but the product of accidental chemical reactions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so if outside of the scriptures, let's say, again, I'm an atheist, and I'm just the product of accidental chemical reactions, then there is fundamentally, it's, it's hard to get to, well, there, there's really any purpose to my existence. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if there is going to be any purpose, I have to make it up on my own or I have to somehow garner that which culture is saying is the purpose of my existence. But I, I don't even have to or get to trust them mm-hmm. or want to trust them because they're no different than I am. They're all just accidental chemical reactions. <laughs> and so, um, And so the fact that I am called and capable you know, which implies that I've been made with purpose mm. um, means that I have uh, self, I have worth, and that worth is not just about what I do, but it's there's there's worth and value in my creation. Mm. And so I am unique. and and in in the economy of of the way God has created the world, um, i I have um, Value, mm-hmm. um, you know, you go so far as um, because the the very Son of God died for me, I know I have value mm-hmm. because I'm made in God's image. I know I have value, and because God renewed me in Christ Jesus to do the good works He planned for me long ago, mm-hmm. then I'm not just um, here to take up space. I actually have purpose and mission in this world. And the purpose and mission, and, and you think about um, sharing this with kids and grandkids and, and people in your family who are struggling with, you know, do I have value? Am I called to anything? Is there a purpose for my existence? Well, the scriptures are clear. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we are called to be a part of God's love for the world. Mm-hmm. You know, loving God and loving others is the fulfillment of God's law. That is why God made us. And uh, it's a great, it, it doesn't just help us get out of, the bed, out of bed every day. It helps us understand that what we do makes a difference, mm. you know? Yeah. And, and I think everyone, every home, every family is longing to know, is there any reason for my existence? What does, what I do, if I'm trying to do the right thing, it, does it matter? Mm. And we could say to our kids and grandkids and our nieces and our nephews, you matter. Mm-hmm. But you're a work of art. Yeah. So I know for me, when I experience art, whether it's in a museum or it's a movie or music, um, there are some times when I take that work of art in and I go, I don't get it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I, I'm not seeing what, what this is about. Mm. Is that true of, of people sometimes? Like, what do we do when we see another person? We know that they're a work of art made by God. So God mm. is expressing something mm-hmm. with them. What do we do when we're just saying, I don't get it? <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so <clears throat> the, uh, if, for anyone watching who didn't uh, tune into the actual message, the, the um, Greek word for 
uh, masterpiece, we are God's masterpiece, is the word poema, uh, which is where we get our English word poem. Um, And that's why the New Living Translation of the Bible translated it as masterpiece. Other translations have said, you know, we are God's workmanship. Mm. And what the, the reason I like the New Living Translation masterpiece uh, translation is it, it gives that creative expression there. Mm. The workmanship sounds, again, like I could just be a widget. Right. Um, a device. But, right, right. Yeah. yeah, some sort of tool or something. And, and what's interesting is that, and I talk about this in the message, is the created a new piece is even, it's, it's not just um, created like you can, you can whittle something, but it's something that's completely transformed by God for God's purposes. Mm-hmm. And so you think of, uh, I'll think about this in two ways here. A, a sunset, you know, has, has purpose mm-hmm. and majesty. Mm-hmm. And because God created it, um, it's, it's part of his, the, the natural world is part of God's natural revealing of himself, his natural revelation um, to us. So um, back to your original question, though. You know, let's say... Uh, you look at a piece of art and you're like, I don't get it. <laughs> um, one, the, there are two ways to think of that. One, you can think of, well, okay, um, there, there might be more here going on than I know, and I'm going to mm. trust God with what God has created. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's really important. Um, yeah, this is, something just popped into my mind. I'm going to say it. <laughs> um, so this uh, January 22nd was um, uh, um, Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Mm, yep. Okay. And so, you know, in, a, in culture um, that, that has divorced itself from, from the story of God, we can look at a human being like a Down syndrome child, and we, we can say... You know, if, if there is no God, well, that's just an accidental, a product of accidental chemical reactions. And I, I don't know why it is value. Mm-hmm. In the Christian story, and we could add uh, Judaism, um, the, um, every human being is made in the image of God mm-hmm. and, and is designed to reflect the image of God into creation. And what has happened I read this recently. I, I believe it's Denmark. Um, there are almost no Down syndrome children being born in Denmark anymore mm-hmm. because um, they can test and see whether a child has Down syndrome and, and then those child children are aborted. And so um, while you might look at a Down syndrome kid or a kid who is, who is you know, has special needs and is making, you know, Family resources hard, and you know, it, it, life with a special needs child can be hard. Um, and you might say, "I don't get it." God, in His masterpiece making ability, has a purpose for every human being, mm-hmm. and we can say, "No, there, there is something about God that we could only learn through that human being." Mm-hmm. So there's, there's one way of answering it. Mm-hmm. Another way I would say is, um, you know, t- take the art, you know, what you see in a museum away and, and think of every human being as, you know, for a second as a, a beautiful sunset. Mm. You know, so 
we look at sunset at a sunset and we're like or even like a tree <laughs> you know a tree is god's handiwork mm-hmm. now you might not look at it and go know what that means <laughs> you don't have to know what it means mm-hmm. god knows what it means right god knows why it is yeah. and what's interesting is god by in the very act of making a tree or a sunset or a bug <laughs> has has revealed something of himself that we would not have without that revelation of himself mm-hmm. how much more every human being yeah well and that just kind of touches on another thought that i had listening to your sermon was that art is not formulaic right. um you yeah. know it, it yeah. i mean every work of art can be a little bit different mm-hmm. and even and even when you have singular works of art or a sunset or a tree different people will see it differently too mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. perceive it differently mm-hmm. and learn different things from that person about god absolutely um that 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 thought just kind of struck me too because art is just it's not formulaic and not everybody perceives it the same way mm-hmm. um which is part of the the beauty of what god mm-hmm. does yeah. why masterpieces are so interesting because they mean like if you get 20 art critics and put them in front of the mona lisa they're all going to think something different mm-hmm. <laughs> sure so sure then with your next point, you talked about how we're called and capable because the artist, God, mm-hmm. has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Tell us a little bit more about that and what that means to you. Yeah, so um, in, in our simply being born, um, you know, God knit us together in our mother's wombs, the scriptures say. In, in our being born, we are image-bearing creatures, mm-hmm. um, which means... Um, you know, the, the one exp- one way I've heard it talked about is um, in a kingdom, the king puts up images of himself so everyone knows who the king is. Mm-hmm. Well, in one sense, God, through humanity, he has put up in his kingdom, the universe, images of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and all those images are a work of the master. Now, here's the problem. We look at all these images, ourselves, other people, and we we think, oh, wow, huh? I mean, I hope you see yourself and, and, and see the value of yourself as a self that is made in God's image. But we all know we struggle. <laughs> um, we, we do selfish things. We do prideful things. We do arrogant things. Um, God's image bearers have wreaked havoc on this world <laughs> yes. for centuries. Mm-hmm. And when we don't love God and we don't love others, we... We sin. We destroy. Mm-hmm. That's what sin is. Sin is a, God hates sin simply because sin is a destroyer. Okay? <clears throat> so what, what God has done through Christ Jesus is he has completely transformed these pieces of art that sin has done vandalism to. Mm. And so you know, I, 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 you know, there are people who have... Um, you know, a, a specialty in restoring great works of mm-hmm. art. And what's interesting is, in so doing, the artwork doesn't do anything by itself. Mm-hmm. You think of a painting being restored. Yeah. You know, the, the, the painting doesn't do anything. Yeah. Um, intervention had to come. Yeah. Um, because the, the painting was degrading mm-hmm. um, or it had been vandalized. And so intervention had to come to save the masterwork. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so that's what God has done through Christ Jesus. He has he has intervened and he has made us brand new. We mm-hmm. talk about we, we we are a new creation 
in Christ, which is wonderful because if if I'm a masterpiece made in God's image and I know sin has done vandalism to myself or to other people in my family, I might think, ah, oh, this work has been marred beyond recognition. Mm-hmm. And God says, no, it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will redeem. I am restoring. And you can trust that what my restoration work is coming in and making uh, a new creation that is, in one sense, even more beautiful than the original, mm-hmm. which is kind of hard to think about, but fascinating. Well, and just as you were talking about that, I thought of uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Mm. Um, as as we all know, like it had that severe fire that collapsed the roof, almost collapsed the whole building, and now they're mm. in a painstaking process of restoration. But in doing that, they are restoring centuries worth of like... Mm discoloration to the stones from years of soot from candles and stuff Mm -hmm. and so they've completed restoration on like a couple small parts that they did as a test and they look brand new now wow yeah after you know hundreds of years of use and Mm. and all this stuff and it's just it's incredible and so um i just if if you want an example of what you're talking about you can just kind of find uh any stuff about the restoration of notre dame on youtube Mm. and it's just fascinating to see how faithful they're being to the original design mm. and bringing that back to life. Yeah, that's, um, that's a great example. So you you talked about how we are all created anew, um, but a lot of us, myself included, still have sin in our lives. Well, mm-hmm. we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do we do with that? If I'm new, why am I still sinning? Um, yeah. Am <laughs> I, um, why don't I feel new? Um, or what if another person... They're saying they are new, but they're still treating you poorly. Sure. And, and that sort of thing. So what do we do with that? Yeah. So first of all, I, I think we have to see every human being in, in the process of restoration. Hmm. Um, and, and, you know, this is uh, the, the big theological world word here is sanctification. Um, and so God, through the work of the Holy Spirit... Um, is um, making is sanctifying us, making us holy, set apart for sacred purposes, and that is part of the artistry too. Mm-hmm. And so, what you know, where the metaphor breaks down is when you think of static object hanging on a wall, you know, mm-hmm. as, as the art. In one, in another sense, um, we could say that the sanctification or the 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 redemptive, restorative work of the Holy Spirit in cabin in Brad is in one sense like a, um, a, a dance or a, a ballet or a, um, what would it be, like a, a very long piece of performance art. <laughs> uh, so the, 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 the work of art is not just the finished work, it's the process of the work too. Mm, yeah. um, and so it, it's in one sense, it's less finished poem and less painting on the wall and more um, symphony. Mm. Um, uh, you know, something that moves through time. Mm. Um, and, and so, you know, the scriptures are very honest. The scriptures don't tell the story of people who um, put faith in Christ and suddenly are perfect. <laughs> it, it, it's not, that's not what the Bible happen. says. Yeah. Uh, what the Bible says is... is 
the work of Christ begins a process where we are being conformed by the artist. We, we can't do it ourselves. The master, the, the, the artist, God, um, transforms us, sanctifies us in a way we could never do by ourselves. And, and that whole process is part of the renewal process. And even, well, I think our, our, we, we are completely made new. Um, I'm going, sorry, in my brain, I'm going to three, <laughs> three theological rabbit trails that I probably should dial back from. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll pull back. Um, even what's interesting is in our sin, God redeems that too mm. when we trust Christ with it. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing that God is not taking um, to use for his good purposes. And so we get to trust even the, the breakdown in relationships that God is going to redeem that. Or when someone um, that we love is on a path they shouldn't be on, we have to trust the master with the process. And, you know, we get to participate and say, you know, come back, et cetera. But yeah. the, the, the master is a better artist than we think. <laughs> yes, yeah. much, much more so than us. So then getting to your last point where you talked about we are called and capable because God has already planned good works for us. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yes. Yeah, so, um, well, and I kind of hinted at this before, but let's just take Kevin for a moment. And um, <clears throat> let's say um, we, we didn't believe this verse. We didn't hmm. believe that you're a masterpiece created anew in Christ Jesus to do the good works God planned for Kevin long ago, um, then um, we could essentially say to Kevin, to our niece, to our nephew, to our son, daughter, et cetera, we could say, well, hmm, guess that's it. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> Lost cause. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, there, there's, there's no purpose in really moving forward uh, in life. I mean, why would you? Because you're an accident, you have no purpose, and... Um, you're you're not really called because who would call you? You're not you're capable, I guess, to do some stuff, but that's gonna that's all on you. Mm. You know, anything anything you're gonna construct in this life going forward, Kevin, is gonna be we we call it you know the DIY life. Mm, um, yeah. You know, do it yourself, Kevin. Good luck, and um, I hope you find some meaning because <laughs> uh, between you and me, there's really no meaning in this right. life. You know, um, and so if we don't understand that our family is called and capable. There's no reason to encourage them uh, to, to participate in the good works God mm-hmm. planned for them long ago. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess one question I have is, what is the downside in participating in um, the leading of Christ in a life? Hmm. What, what's the negative part? Well, the negative part, okay, sure, there's a cross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Higher levels of effort and investment in people. And, yeah, I yeah. mean, the, the, our life in Christ, the, that which we would encourage our kids, um, our brothers and sisters, our aunts and uncles, everyone in our family, the what we're encouraging them in um, seizing on the um, good works that God planned for them long ago is we're encouraging them to fall more in love with God and fall more in love with people. Mm-hmm. And what what is the downside of this? Yeah. And to let a child know, you know what? 
You don't exist simply to be served. You exist to serve. And then you'll really come alive. Yeah. I mean, wow. Um, but but some people have to learn this, these things. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's why we have to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how do we know what God has planned? Because God has planned things for us. How do we know what God has planned for us? Sure. How do we discover that? Yeah, great, great question. Um, the, you discover that by becoming a disciple of Jesus. <laughs> okay, so done. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, this, this, is, this is the journey of following Jesus. So you, you put it in the context of um, the original 12 disciples. Mm. Okay, so uh, they, they didn't know what the call of Christ was for their lives. Mm-hmm. But Jesus said, come follow me. Mm-hmm. And every day... They learned who this person is and how he did things and the truth of who he was. And it changed the trajectory of their lives. Mm -hmm. They were going one way. They met Jesus and followed Jesus and everything changed. Um, They ended up places they never thought they would go. Mm -hmm. And, and they performed, you know, miracles and uh, sh- spread the, the good news of Christ in, in, in ways they never could have imagined because, and this is key, they were empowered by the Holy Spirit and led by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to move forward and, um, and do all those things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would say if, let's say you're wondering, oh, how do I discover these good works that God planned for me long ago, I would say start by coming to know um, the Christ in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And then begin, and, and what, you'll, what you'll find is over time, you'll develop a prayer life with the living Christ. And then you'll learn to be uh, led by the Spirit of Christ. Mm-hmm. And the more we move through life and we simply let the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, lead our lives, that's how we discover the good works that God planned for us long ago. That's how the disciples did it. So then if God has a plan for us, should we have any role in making plans in our own lives? Because we all have our hopes and dreams, Mm -hmm. um, but we also know that God has things that God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. So how does that intersect to what level should we be planning or making plans because God has given us wisdom mm-hmm. and given mm-hmm. us the ability to try to plan mm-hmm. good things for yourself. It's a tricky balance. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, and, and I guess maybe thank you for saying that because it is a balance. Um, what I've found in my life is, um, and I'm a planner. Uh, I used to love making plans, and I have you know big hopes and big dreams. I'm kind of a dreamer, and um, uh, and I would. I would give God my plans and say, you know, Lord, I've worked up this five-year plan, and I'd, <laughs> I'd hand it to Him. And um, as maybe you've heard me say, I love it when God takes my five-year plan, uh, puts it in my in the Brad file, and says, "Thank you so much for giving me that. I appreciate that so much." And now here's my plan. <laughs> and and what I found in my life is that um, God wants me in on it, wants me to hope and dream. But what's interesting is the more I come to know Christ, the more my plans and my hopes and dreams center around Christ. Hmm. And so 
my participation in the process with God has changed. So it's much, much more, Lord, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And the more I come to know Christ, the more I know kind of where God's going to take stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, um, you know, and, and then being willing, a, a, a disciple of Jesus might think at the beginning, I'm thinking the literal you know, disciples, they woke up one morning thinking, we're going to go this way. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, you know what, uh, guys, I think it'd be best <laughs> if we go this way. Yep. And so the disciple of Jesus says, oh, I thought we were going this way, but Lord, the one with the ultimate authority, mm-hmm. has said, no, we're going this way. I say, oh, okay, okay. I'll go that way. <laughs> yeah. And so it's that suppleness of the heart mm-hmm. um, to simply go where the Lord leads. Yeah. That's not to say that, you know, it's, you know, not good to think about where, how are we going to feed all these people? <laughs> Lord, I'm thinking of the five, uh, the story of the five loaves and two fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we want to have plans, but we want to let the Lord be the Lord of our plans. Mm, yeah. yeah. So then some questions that are more general. Um, so the first I have is, how, how do we know what we're capable of? Because if we're called and capable, mm. How do how do I know what I'm capable of even doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I, I that, 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 what, <laughs> boy, that's a great question um, because um, we're capable of far more than we think or imagine. Yes, because of the power of the Holy Spirit within us. And so, you know, you think of Moses. Um, who, you know, thought, yeah, I am not the guy for this job. Mm -hmm. You know, lead a whole people group out of slavery in Egypt. Um, But it was the Lord that that made that possible. Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, one of the things that we can say to our kids and the young people in our lives is you're not capable just because you have some talents. Mm -hmm. You're capable because God is God. Yeah. And uh, now God gave you those talents and those talents are helpful in discerning, you know, what God might have in store for your life. But your capability is going to be first and foremost, you know, the, the gasoline for your capabilities is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then paying attention to how God has wired your heart, you know, what are you passionate about, um, what are the talents you have, what are the resources you have before me, all these things that the, the church in general, you know, is, is a resource to help us discover um, where to go and what our capabilities are. And I think there's also a great gift in recognizing um, I'm, cap- I'm called, I'm capable, I'm not Superman. Huh, yes. And we need to rest, right. too. Yeah, we need to rest. We need to enlist other people to be a part of mm-hmm. God's endeavor. Um, God didn't design us to, to walk alone, you know, in, in his mission. And so, um, yeah. I hope that answered the question. Yeah, well, and I would also add that, like, there's a certain level of capability that God creates us with because God gives us certain talents to be able to do whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's other levels of capability where that's not a gift we have, that's not a talent we have, Mm -hmm. but God calls us into something, and we have to rely upon God to get us to that point. Um, So in my life, like, I never thought I was capable of running marathons or doing an Mm -hmm. Ironman. But God called me to that, and as time went on, piece by piece, gave me that capability mm-hmm. over time. And so, 
it reminds me of the passage in Philippians, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like, that kind of takes the limits off capability. Right. And mm-hmm. if we believe that verse in conjunction with all the others, we we shouldn't put any limits on our capability. Right. Um, certainly, again, still need to rest and discern where God is calling us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's... We're there's fun. a lot that we can be capable of with, yeah. if we realize what God is actually leading us right. to. Absolutely. So along similar lines, what happens when God calls us to a task and then we don't complete it or we fail in that task? So mm-hmm. what if God had called me to Iron Man and I hadn't completed it? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I would say uh, two things. God's not surprised. Mm. <laughs> you know, so God's. Uh, so I planted a church mm-hmm. and... Uh, I truly believed that the call of Christ was clear. Other mm-hmm. people affirmed that. Um, and uh, we prayed passionately, you know, and for almost seven years I led that church. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but eventually the church died. And what I guess I would say is um, God redeems all things. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I I'm a far better pastor. I'm actually a far better human being because I tried, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it 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 didn't last as long as we thought. We did good ministry. Um, and I'll just share something real quick that um, uh, my spiritual director shared with me once because I looked at I looked at something like that at that particular endeavor, mm-hmm. and I felt like a failure, mm. and um. My spiritual director said, were you faithful in the calling God gave you? And I said, yeah, I was. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, then that was a holy endeavor. Mm. And you were made more holy by it. Mm. And that really, I mean, that alone (laughs) is is, uh, worth the price of admission. Yeah. Um, And so I think God makes us holy not only in our successes, but he makes us holy in our failures mm. and he redeems our failures so that, you know, it's kind of like the, the you know, the diamond that, that is just in the pressure. Uh, it is, it, 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 the greater the pressure, the, the more precious the gem. One, mm-hmm. it just kind of makes me think too that sometimes God calls us more to a particular journey than the destination. Oh, great. Yeah, I like I think yeah. of like road yeah. movies, like, you know, there's a lot of road movies where a character is trying to get from point A to point B. The story is not about point B. Right. The story is about how they got there yeah, so and good. what came out of it. Mm-hmm. And and so, I mean, I, I think that's true. Sometimes God is just calling us onto that path and to walk that path. Mm-hmm. And what we see as failure or success is not what God is measuring right. or looking for. Mm-hmm. He's just looking for your, your faithfulness on that journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Well, the last question I'll ask is, what are some practical ways that we can let our families, both at home and in our church family, how can we let them know that we believe that they are called and capable? What are practical ways to do that? Yeah, so I, I, I used one example in the message, and I'll, I'll use it again. And this is so practical. Um, th- this came from a book that Pastor Sarah uh, gave, well, told me about, uh, Discipline That Connects with the Child's Heart by Jim and Lynn... 
something. Something. I can't remember. I mentioned it. I in have the message. book on my desk, but I can also yep. mention it in the. You put it in the yep. the notes. Would you please I'll do that? So real quick, this uh, it, it's such a great example. So a mom is saying to her child, who is playing with this truck, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, honey, we have to go. Put your shoes and your coat on. Mm-hmm. And the child, the son, um, doesn't want to because he's enjoying what he's doing. <laughs> and I know as I look back at my, my, my parenting, I would have been, get your shoes on or I'm taking that <laughs> truck away, you know? Yep. Um, but the example they give is uh, the mom stops, pauses, t- checks her emotions, prays, you know, Lord, help me see the masterpiece in front of me. <laughs> even in, the, in my frustration, because we have to get out the door, probably. Uh-huh. Um, and the, so the mom says, uh, honey, I'm so grateful that you are such a creative human being, and you are, I can't remember the other, the, the mom picked out two great things about their child that it was kind of being expressed mm-hmm. in the, no, mom, I want to do this. Yeah. And then she went over and she said, can you show me the truck you're playing with? You know, and expressed... Um, interest in mm-hmm. what the child was doing and what the child was passionate about and said, you know what, let's put this up here and then when we come back, you can tell me more about it or something yep. like that. I, I reference it specifically in the message. Um, and then she says, do you want to wear your sandals or your tennis shoes or something <laughs> like that? And and the child you know, says, I'll, you know, I'll wear those shoes. Now, that I think is a very kind of wonderful nutshell way of talking about ways we can see um, call out to each other Mm -hmm. to a child you are called and capable I believe in you I'm passionate I know you're a work of art I know you you are majestic in your creation because God has created you and and I want to as many times as possible affirm that Mm -hmm. I'll turn that around in a different way just in, in terms of church ministry so let's say uh, someone comes into my office because they're mad about something I said in the message. They, <laughs> that would never happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it actually, thankfully, it doesn't happen a whole lot. But, but you know, y- you might disagree with something I say. And that's okay. That's normal, okay? Um, for someone to uh, come in and say, Pastor Brad, I really disagree with the way you made this point. I believe this. Now, I could start by saying, well, here, let me get out my Bible, and I'm going to show you why I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> right. Or I can say, you know what? I'm so grateful that you trust me enough to come in and have this conversation with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm also grateful that you care enough about the ministry of the church and God's word that you think it's important to even challenge me on something I said. Yeah. And um, we might disagree, but let's explore here mm-hmm. and, and see, you know, what m- maybe I was wrong. Yeah. In so doing, I'm saying you have a brain and I believe it's important. <laughs> yeah. And your heart for, for the church family mm-hmm. is, is, has value and I care about that. Now, I will say I haven't done that well, mm. uh, probably a lot in my ministry. And I was really convicted in this message. I was like, ah, I... I, I need to learn from my own uh, research here. And so, but yeah, essentially it's finding, it's, it's calling out with words and actions um, the masterpiece in the other person, mm-hmm. even when times are frustrating 
or um, you might be overwhelmed with fear or anger. It's pausing, stepping back. How can I affirm the diamond in the rough here? And then we can talk about how some we might need to do some conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate that you just shared that, you know, as you were preaching this sermon, you were kind of learning from it. And oh, I just, yeah. I just hope that you all understand that are watching or listening that when we're sharing these things in a podcast or from the pulpit, whatever it is, we're often not sharing things that we have known and right. have perfected and figured out. We're often sharing things that God is teaching us on the Absolutely. fly as we go. Absolutely. Um, so we're just as much on this journey as, as you, any of you are. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Well, any last thoughts on, or any last things that you want to add to this discussion about your most recent sermon? You know, only I would like, if, if you're watching this, I will affirm you. You are watching <laughs> this. You're still watching this mm-hmm. right now because there's something about your heart uh, that cares about these things and that caring about these things that that comes from God mm-hmm. and so I would just say to you you are creatively called and capable to do the good works uh, God planned for you long ago because you're a masterpiece and Jesus has renewed you um, he said he's created you new completely transformed you so that you're a new creation to participate in the works of God in this world All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for joining us, whether you're watching or listening. And uh, just try to make a point today to go out of your way to tell someone in your life that Mm -hmm. they're valued, they are a masterpiece, however you want to phrase that. Um, Just make sure that somebody else in your life knows that you think that about them. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm also going to include a link to Brad's sermon in the uh, notes along with that book that you mentioned as well. Um, So you can take a look there for that if you're interested in those. So thanks for listening and you have a wonderful and blessed day.